0: Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. about the snow today
1: (laughs) well isn't that pretty it is very pretty it's actually beautiful to me and i was glad to see it i actually it is weird i'm not quite 100 percent, so i was hoping it would be a little bit more so i could have a couple days where i could just i'm missing my couch
0: i wanted to when i was driving over here i wanted to get i hate it because i was coming here i'm like man i want to have my drone out because the sun was coming up over the the trees are oh, really yeah. warm and beautiful, but the white snow. And, you know, because just in a little bit, it's stuck to yeah. every little branch. So it's it's, it's really pretty.
1: I, I mean, I thought it was so pretty yesterday and last night.
0: How do you handle weather like this as agent?
1: I mean, I don't drive well in the summer so it does put me a little bit at a disadvantage um i usually like to get my clients to pick me up um but yeah it's i mean my mother i grew up in a family to where it you know we are southerners so we shut down when it Mm rains. and of course i don't know how to drive in it so for me i could have the best snow car in the world and still would there's just something about me that's not gonna do what's right if I start skidding.
0: So. I think we only have one plow for the whole county. Oh, too, yeah. So no. The roads are not going to be clear. I can do
1: better. The ice is what scares me. Snow, I don't. it doesn't yeah. me.
0: You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson, and with me always is the woman who can't drive in snow, Melissa Greer.
1: So, what did you get your degree in?
0: Got my degree in photography. Okay, where did you go to school? I went to UNCG. I went to Randolph Community College, and I was a combat photographer and videographer.
1: Okay, that's pretty sexy. In the that's hot. That's very hot. <laughs> you said, I didn't know that, but I like that. When you got out of school, before you got those jobs, before you got, even before you went. What was that sexy thing you did?
0: Combat photography and videography. Say that I jumped me. out of airplanes You need to say cameras. that to me a lot. All right. <laughs>
1: okay. I need to hear about that. But anyway, in more detail later. But the, the thing is, is thinking about when you got out of school, were you ready to do that? Could you have done that immediately? I thought I was. Okay, tell me like
0: about Like I that. instantly thought I could be, you know, this National Geographic photographer, mm-hmm. videographer. So when you really no. got
1: in that first plane... And we're getting ready. I mean, I know you had some training, but did they have training after that? In
0: the military, I was ready because they know exactly what they want you to do. Right. And they teach you. Okay. But for the real world, when I came out of school with photo- as, as, a, as a photojournalist, as soon as I did my first internship, I was like, oh, crap. Right. Yeah, I don't know
1: enough. So I was raised by a realtor. <laughs> when I was five years old, my mother was getting her real estate license, and she helped me learn how to read by reading her questions on how to sell real estate and so it evolved into back then there were no computers and so at nighttime I would update her listing book which was a notebook with just little houses with you know a loose leaf notebook and she'd have a list of what had sold that day and what had gone under contract and what closed and I would fix it for her and when I was in high school I put her signs up and drove around and and did things ran errands for her and with all that, I went to, she told me when I got a college, which I got an English degree, but she said, go ahead and get your real estate license. I know you don't want to be a realtor, so you'll have it if you want it. Even growing up, even working for her, even putting her signs up, even living with her, I thought, well, I didn't even know that it was a straight commission job. I get, get to work for her and I'm thinking, well, when, when's my paycheck? Well, when you sell something. And I said, well, how do I get clients? Well, I mean, I didn't know any of that. I, had, I was a real licensed real estate broker and did not know any of that. So I've learned through that that there's certain jobs that are almost apprentice jobs. You have to learn from people who actually do it. And so I followed her and my sister around for probably a year, and that's how I learned how to do it. So really, when we started doing this podcast and we were trying to decide topics, I thought, wouldn't it be great to do one on what they don't teach you in real estate school that you really need to know to be successful.
0: And you're the coach's kid, and you still didn't know. Well, it's so <laughs> funny.
1: I could. I had an assistant that was trying to get her license, and I said, oh, I'll help you. And I looked at the question. I missed every one of them. I mean, it's not that I don't know real estate. I do, but it is very hard. You know, any test to get a license, even— I mean, I failed my driver's license test the first time, the written one. Well, we just saying. You've been saying that earlier. You <laughs> so, can't drive during the summer well, either. Well, exactly. So. I mean, we won't talk about the actual <laughs> driving test. But, but no, so what I think that was the most helpful to me, other than just following my mother and sister around, was taking, you have to take what they called beginner indoctrination classes. And one of them was duties of a selling agent, duties of a listing agent. And it really taught you... The actual what we do every day, and of course, that's evolved into many different things. Be, with because that was back when there was no technology whatsoever. But so that's really now even more important. That um, and I've started trying to help new agents. And what I tell them is the best way to learn how to do this is ride around with me. Just come ride around with me anytime you want. For the ones that can stay in my drive, actually now I get them to drive me around. <laughs> it, it works better. <laughs> so.
0: What are some of the things that are important to know for starting off or starting realist? Sorry, I'm tongue tied this morning.
1: It's. I think my dog drank your coffee. You, your dog did drink my coffee <laughs> this morning. I'm that. only
0: like a third cup into it, and I'm yeah. done. So Macy, that's all right.
1: She'll be she'll have a good day today. <laughs> I'm going to leave the house. I won't be here.
0: <laughs> like, what are some of the things that you've learned on the job that you just did not learn, you know, riding around as a kid with your mom, going through school?
1: Well, I learned I learned more riding around with her after as an adult, as a kid. When You were really interested. Yeah, as a kid, yeah. I was just you know, it was always never anything I wanted to do. But now you learn courtesy with other agents. You learn don't park in someone's driveway, park in the street, don't walk across their front yard when you're showing a house. So
0: why don't you park in somebody's driveway?
1: Well, it's really disrespectful because truthfully, a lot of times some people are still there and they haven't gotten out for the showing. So then you have to move your car for them to get out usually the only time i'll ever park in a driveway is if i know the house is vacant if it's pouring down rain or i've got an elderly client and i feel like it'd be better if we got closer to the front door but for the most part there's courtesy with other agents too how to negotiate it's hard they don't teach you how to negotiate in real estate school they teach you the laws and the ethics and which is so important that
0: sounds like a topic on its own how to negotiate yeah so when you're parking in a driveway you're Going to show a house. Correct. what are some other tips that you have um, when showing a property?
1: Well, you don't walk across their yard or do their landscaping. A lot of times it's awkward for me because my clients will leave out the front door and just start walking through the front yard. And I always go down the walk and down the driveway. A lot of that is if the seller's next door and say the clients love that house. They're going to be more negotiable if someone's respectful. You don't know where they are. You don't and now you don't know what camera they have and what I mean they're not supposed to listen to us, but I mean they're you know with security now there's cameras everywhere. So you really how you act when you're looking at a property is important.
0: What about simple things like when you walk in the door, what are some things as an agent you're doing when you're coming in with lights or well
1: hopefully the lights are on because as a listing agent that's something we do is turn lights on but if they're not you you, immediately i'm turning lights on but also trying to focus on the house and the client you want to make sure their shoes are clean (laughs) and your shoes are clean and if not you take them off There are things that um there are all sorts of things that that you learn as you do it I mean, I've been doing this 36 years, so I've learned so much just by making mistakes. And you have to keep your client's kids with you because a lot of times they're jumping on beds and breaking things while you're showing the house. It's all about respect. The vacant houses are definitely a little bit easier.
0: How do you prepare your client when you're coming to a house? How do you prepare them to to see a house? What are some of the things you do that are like... Your tips, your tricks, your...
1: A lot of agents like to preview a house before they show it. Honestly, sometimes I don't have time to do that. I may have shown it to someone else, so anything I know can learn or know about the house, it's great to do that. Um, Also, sometimes I'll call a listing agent and say... there's not much on the market, and I want to show you this listing. Is there anything that, what's your feedback? Is there any objection we need to overcome before I even take them in? A lot of times I find that.
0: What does that mean, any objection? Well, it means,
1: for instance, like if I have a listing, usually, you know, we try and stage it, but say there's wallpaper everywhere. And instead of um, painting, they just say, no, we can't, we don't have the budget to do that. So I already know before I walk in, so I'll tell the buyer, now we're going to go in this house, and it is awesome. It was built by one of our best builders, but it has a lot of wallpaper, so you're going to feel like it's dated. Don't worry about that. I've got a painter who can handle that in a second. When they go in and they know that ahead of time before they see it, there's a lot more of a chance that they would buy that house. You know, it, It's not as much of a negative because they're prepared for it. The truth is people are going to walk in a house and it'll either feel like they're home or it won't. And I've always built my business on I'm not going to sell anyone a house. And I tell them up front, if we walk into something and you immediately don't like it, tell me why you don't like it on the way out (laughs) and we'll move on to something else. But we can prepare them to overcome objections. And I always tell my clients, we want to look for objections we can't overcome. Other than that... It's a feeling they get when they walk in. 99% of the time, it, they know it. It could be, it, my mother always said listen to what your buyers want. But once you get to know them, you may show them something that's different and they may buy it because you realize what's important to them. They may say, oh, I want a three bedroom, two bath, it's got to have a garage. And sometimes they'll buy a two-bedroom, one-bath with no garage just because they love the way it feels, and they see the potential. So that's part of what they don't teach you in real estate school. That's what they do. It's very vague. It's very abstract. But it's how to really deal with clients on the biggest purchase they ever make. And it is, it's an intangible. And you only learn it by watching someone do it. You were
0: talking about things that, let's say there's wallpaper and you have a painter. That's Mm -hmm. what you said. Do you have painters? Do you have people on hand? How oh, yeah. and, and how important is that? And and then also, you, you're a relationship person. You know, go through that whole process. I mean, you having people on hand, but building those relationships.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, you always want... I mean, everything I do, personally, professionally, relationships, that's primary for me. I'm going through something right like now where I'm really trying to... You know, I, I've done this for so long that... You know, and I think it always changes, but I f- I'm focusing on why I do this and why I like it and why I'm good at it. And I, and part of it is I, I, my whole life is I've been very empathy is a big part of me. I I really I really care more about others and and getting them to a better place or doing something that makes their life better. And that's what, what that's what my why is. So in this situation, of course. If someone's moving to Greensboro and they don't know anyone, I have a whole pool of people where immediately they'll have a great painter, great plumber, great electrician. And, you know, you have to develop relationships with those. Those people said they take care of the people I refer them to. So and that's what I love is like most people are so grateful for that. Went to have move into a new city and already have a network of people they can count on.
0: How did you find those people, and especially the ones you like? I'm sure you've gone through. Well, you went
1: to UNCG, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I found my plumber on Tate Street. <laughs> I always love remembering that we. I was at a festival and met him on Tate Street, and he's a, he, I, that's, That was probably 15 years ago. I mean, but we just bonded. You know, sometimes you connect with like-minded people who are very focused on taking care of others. And that's what I try and do. And so I, I, the most of the people I refer, I use them in my personal home. So another thing they don't teach in real estate school that I think is probably the most important thing and I think we all learned it in kindergarten is to play well with others. Play well with others. So I don't I mean there's a couple thousand realtors in Greensboro. It comes and goes, but I've always tried to be one that people would want to work with. And that means you don't want to be adversarial. You want to go into any transaction or negotiation being on the same team and being someone that cares about other realtors, not just clients. You want it to be a positive experience. And I always feel like other realtors, you you know, and in a multiples offer situation, that's very helpful to know that you've got someone who you like working with that you know can work a deal out but also that respects you, and, and I've tried to be that agent. And I think that that is one of the most important things that's helped my career is really realizing it's not just about the clients. It's about the my peers and the working together with colleagues in a way that's respectful and having a common goal because it really is the biggest thing people buy or sell, and it's stressful, and we need to make it not as stressful for them and in return, it makes it not stressful for us. So that that's one thing that I really focus on, in a big way.
0: What's something you can do when you're dealing with somebody's being very combative or confrontational? I mean,
1: I always I always try and say to the agent at that point in time, we're not gonna. This is not helping us to do this. We're not gonna work this out. You know, dealing with it in this way. Let's let's talk about how we can work this out. And. And if they continue to be adversarial, I mean, I mean, they're different things. I mean, some people are just in any business, there's always people. And I have bad days 100%. and I have bad days, too. So you never know what someone's going through. So you can't judge based on how they react. And so I always try and keep that in mind. So if, if someone is really being a little bit over the top with me, I'll just back it up and say, is there something going on other than this? Because otherwise, let's work on this. And we have a if we get this deal worked out, it your clients will be happy, mine'll be happy, and that's our goal. So and we'll be happy. So let's let's back it up. And and at the end of the day, we have a lot of responsibility dealing with with helping people find a home. And it, it's sometimes stressful. And you know, I wanna be someone that is as is, is good to other agents as I am to my clients. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's a lot of good tips you've given well, today. Yeah. I am and, happy to give them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I do think it's important, but I think most businesses, it's like anything else. You can get certified to do anything, but watching someone who does it is the best way to learn how to do it. Yeah.
0: And asking questions yeah. and being inquisitive and exactly. wanting to learn. Oh, yeah. And, and knowing that you don't know everything, stepping into it.
1: I started doing this at 22. And if I made it, I remember making the hugest mistake. And what was so liberating for me is back then I would just think, oh gosh, what I, how can I get out of this, or what what, what is a way I can make this okay? And a few years ago, I was I realized that I wasn't perfect, and it was so liberating, a little bit expensive, but liberating because I'm like, okay, so I learned to say own it and say, you know what, I made a mistake and I'm so sorry. What can I do to fix it, and how can I fix it? And that's where the expensive part comes in, <laughs> but. It's okay to say I don't know that but I'll find out. Yeah. It really is.
0: It's that's really hard. I it mean is, as a young kid to oh yeah, a young I mean, person. It's that is to me it was the hardest thing. Yeah. No, being mean, able to say, Yeah, I did it. And people will I know I used to dance around trying not to take blame. I still have a problem with that sometimes. You know, when I can reflect back go, Okay, nope, that was my fault. Or if I'm in a, right. if I'm really tired it's hard to say that. But once you do and you own it, it really is I mean, it takes yeah. all the weight off you, all the burden off of you. And then you realize people really don't care. They're happy that you can admit it. Yeah. Now, how do we fix it? That's ex- that, and, it's and exactly And And with companies, right. everybody's going to make a mistake. How you handle your mistake is, to me, the integrity of the company. Oh, Because yeah. everybody's going to make a mistake.
1: People don't judge you when you're doing great. And that's not what makes your life work. What makes your life and what makes you who you are is how you handle things that aren't great. I'm so glad I'm not perfect anymore. It took a lot of pressure off of me. <laughs> yeah. It really did. <laughs> anyway, I've got well, to go yeah. actually go and do that, some house stuff. And that was a
0: great um a great show, I think. Okay. And I learned a lot about real estate that I never I know I wouldn't have learned in the in school.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye Dave.
0: Bye everybody. Bye Melissa. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com, and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.